Welcome to Jesus Dates. There was just one day I woke up, and I think I just had like a huge anxiety attack. I was like, I have to leave. So that day, I literally bought a plane ticket to fly home. This is a podcast where we meet up to hear stories about how God is moving in the lives of everyday people. Whether God has saved them from a fiery furnace or simply spoke to them in a Starbucks, we get to hear all about it right here on Jesus Dates. I have a mom and dad, like most people. Awesome. Uh, two sisters. I'm the middle child. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so one older sister, one younger sister, and... Um, so you're the you're the only only boy, boy only boy yeah so What's that like it was interesting I mean my parents split up so my mom raised us so it was me and my two sisters and okay. my mom so pretty much you had to carry tampons around to fit in fit in the household <laughs> so but it it was is interesting because they're all very strong minded people so I always had to be the laid back person because I wasn't going to win any arguments in that house. Like, Oh, you never got to win any? No, like if I argued with one, then the other one would team up against me and they were just all very strong-willed. So that's kind of how I got my middle, my laid back personality. I love it. So at what age did your parents get a divorce? I don't remember the age. I was... They split up when I was at the end of like fourth grade or fifth grade, something like that. And then probably, I think they got like officially divorced when I was like in sixth grade. Okay. And then ever since then, you've been raised by your mom? Yeah. So my dad moved to Colorado to Denver and then we stayed in Kansas City. So then on breaks for school, we were supposed to go out to Colorado, spend time with my dad. So we'd see him like four times a year. Yeah. Yeah. So what does your life look like now? Uh, So right now, I live in Orlando, Florida. What's your favorite thing about Orlando? Because it's a pretty different place than Kansas. Yeah, yeah. You're not in Kansas anymore. No, not in Kansas anymore. That's what people say. Uh, Probably the people. Like, most people would say Disney. I'm not a huge Disney fan. Like, I like Disney, but I don't like going to, like, the amusement parks. You're not about the mouse? Not about the mouse. Like, I'll go see the movies, but... I'm not, like, huge into going to the amusement parks, but probably just the people. That's good. So I've asked you to share one story about when you absolutely knew God was alive and active in your life. So I guess for you, where does that story begin? So this story begins about four years ago. Just graduated college. Got a job actually down here in Florida. That's the reason I moved down here at okay. Florida Hospital to work in their finance department. So and, you graduated with? Uh, f- finance and accounting degree. Okay. Yeah. So you got a job in finance, mm-hmm. accounting. So mm-hmm. what was that like? It was interesting. You know, like you're fresh out of college. You think, oh, I got my first big boy job. Yeah. So you're going to go and just conquer the world, work your way up. I thought I was going to work my way up through the uh, healthcare system and kind of be a big dog in a few years, no time. But when I first started, I did not enjoy it that much at all. Because what was your kind of day-to-day 
What did it kind of look like? So a lot of it was working and just validating a lot of reports for the hospital, a lot of income statements, a lot of labor statements for the hospital, who's hitting their labor, who's not hitting their labor. So a lot of numbers. A lot of numbers, a lot of detail. So a lot of Excel spreadsheets. A lot of Excel spreadsheets, yes. Love it. Mm-hmm. So you enter into this job and you're thinking, okay, well, maybe in a couple of years I'll become a top dog. Mm-hmm. And then, so what happened? So year goes by, I'm thinking, okay, it's first job, not going to worry about it, kind of have to do your time and then work your way up. And a year passed and not a lot has changed, still kind of doing the tedious stuff, feel like I'm still doing a good job. So I started getting down a lot just because nothing was changing and I just started losing to have passion to go to work and whatnot. And even there was, so I remember talking to my mom and she was like, it's your first job. If you just stick it out for like another year and you'll be fine, then that's when you can look at different jobs just yeah. because you don't, it doesn't want, look good on a resume to stay one year and then jump to another company or stuff like that. Yeah, I was like, fine, I'll stick it out. But then a couple months later... There was just one day I woke up, and I think I just had, like, a huge anxiety attack just about work and just... Because mm. I just had no passion for it, and I just really questioned, like, what am I doing here Why I'm in Florida? So you like, just kind of... Did you wake up and you're like, what am I doing? Yeah, exactly. It's just one of those days you wake up, and then I just freaked out. I don't know. I've never really had that feeling before, so I called my mom... I call my mom about everything. If I'm having any trouble or problem, she's like my go-to person. That's awesome. And I just told her, I was like, I have to leave. So I literally that day bought Wait, a plane ticket. Like leave Florida? Yeah, leave Florida. I was like, I have to come home. Like, I don't, like, I just don't, I feel like suffocated here. So I, that day I literally bought a plane ticket to fly home. Yeah. So it's just, so what did you, did you just leave work? Yeah, so I, I like woke up to go to work, and I would just have this huge anxiety attack. So I called out sick, and it was like on a Tuesday that I called out sick for the rest of the week. Went home, and that's when me and my mom just had a conversation. Maybe it's start time to look for other jobs and do something else if you're really feeling this way. So yeah. So what happened when you and your mom were talking? Did did you come up with a solution? Yeah, so, like, I was in Kansas, and then kind of when I, I came back and started applying, and, like, a month or two later, that's when everything started, uh, like, interviews started to happen, and nothing... Nothing was opening up. Yeah. So, so what was going through your head at this point? Like, okay, well, I am trying to get out, but nothing's happening. Yeah. Yeah, so I was really frustrated with God. Just because I questioned, I was like, why am I in Florida? Like, what's the purpose of me being here? Like, I see, like, there's no, there's nothing for me here besides, like, my friends. But, like, I just don't see any value, like, me being here right now. But then I got a promotion at work, finally. Okay. So then that's one of the things that I was like, okay, none of these things worked out. I got a promotion, so maybe this new job will help me kind of set my path into where I want to go. Did you feel like the promotion was saying, hey, this is your purpose? I just thought it was, yeah, I was going to open the path. Like, okay, this is God telling me you're supposed to be in Florida. Still didn't know why, but, but again, this promotion, this is where you're supposed to be for the time. 
and I'll continue to show the your path for you. So I was like, okay, perfect. Like, yeah. So I got promoted in twenty yeah twenty fifteen, and then like a year let goes by, and I was like, early twenty sixteen, transitioning out of that new job into another opportunity, and that's when I started kind of feeling like, okay, like what's my purpose here? I feel like I'm supposed to be here, so like kind of getting the urge of like, how can I take initiative and maybe help out with the church. Okay. So I have my youth pastor from high school was down here. So I had a connection and that texted him and was like, Hey, want to help out with the church? Are there any ideas on how I can get involved? So he took me out to lunch one day. We had a conversation on these are some opportunities you can do. And then we'll go from there. Why was that the person that you reached out to? To get involved? Uh, it's someone that I knew. I've trusted him. I had, I mean, he was my youth pastor, so I have done a lot with him. He was really the only person I knew in the church. So you knew that he was somebody that could get you connected mm-hmm. and Yeah. Did you feel like maybe if he did get you involved that that was going to serve as a bigger purpose for you in Florida? Or I guess why was the church the place that you reached out to? It's just something that... I felt like I could do a good job and also serve as that purpose. There wasn't anything just thinking of what is my purpose in Florida. I felt like that was, if it was something, it had to be through there. So I asked him and we had a conversation and then nothing really came from it. Like I probably got busy or just didn't follow through on something. And I think he got busy and not until really like November Got a text from Pastor Creek just saying, hey, let's... uh." So he reached out to you? Yeah, he reached out to me without... I didn't reach out to him. He just reached out to me. And he had done that from time to time just because we knew each other. Just, hey, let's go grab lunch. So that's all I thought it was. Like, just let's reconnect. So we go to, I believe it was Spoleto. It was like an Italian restaurant. It's like Chipotle style. Okay. Yeah, so you go and you pick your noodles and you pick your protein and pick your vegetables. Nice. Yeah, so I remember remember the day and where we went. And then, so we were just having a conversation. And then as we were talking, I was like, well, maybe this is a good time for me to bring up getting involved again, kind of kind of pushing it. Oh, so you thought, okay, well, maybe I'll just mention it again. Yeah, I'll mention it. But then before I even could, he asked me, like he offered me this opportunity. He was like, hey, we're starting this youth ministry building a team and i'm wondering if you want to be involved with that and so i was just like oh whoa so what was going through your head because this is something that you wanted yeah so i was just i mean i was shocked because i didn't wasn't expecting it and like happy and relieved at the same time i was like it kind of just like flipped i was like okay like this is this is something like i am excited this is something i've been praying about and what asking god for and i was like it just came out of the blue so and I was you're like, excited? Yeah. Were you excited that it was... Did you want to specifically work with high school? I honestly, like, I was up for whatever, any type of challenge, just some way to get involved. So youth was exciting. I knew it was high school. I went. I mean, I was in the youth, so... I was yeah, like, you used to be a youth. Yeah, I was, like, eight <laughs> years removed. I can. I was still cool. Like, I can hang yeah. out with these guys, so... You're basically a yeah. high schooler. I told him... I play hard to get, though. I was okay. like, oh, yeah, like, uh, I'll think about it. But my head was like, yes. 
Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I had to play cool. You had to play cool. You don't want to be like hard to get. Yeah, you know, like oh, like, that sounds like cool, but in my head, I'm like, yes. Wait, yeah, that is something totally that high schoolers do too. I know. What are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> so yeah, I can still awesome. see. Yeah, you can totally do it. Was it? Was there like a time? Or was there a space in between when he asked you and then when you got involved? Or was it like right away you started helping out? I think it was, if not, because it was in the middle of the week we went to have lunch. If it wasn't that next Saturday or the week after, it was pretty quick. And just introduced me as like a part of this new ministry that we're doing with the high schoolers. And he kind of put me on the spot, asked me all these questions. In front of the high schoolers. Uh, in front of the high schoolers. And they had opportunity to ask questions. So, so they, they got, did they get to ask you whatever they wanted? Yeah. They, they threw out anything. You got thrown right in there. Yeah. Got thrown right in. Really nervous the first time I went too. Just because, I don't know why. I was like, these are high school. Like afterwards, I was like, these are high schoolers. Like, <laughs> I remember being in high school. Like, if someone bigger, I was the nervous one. I don't know why I was so nervous, but I was also really excited too. And then did this start to kind of fill that empty void that you were trying to fill? Yeah. So it start. I wouldn't say it completely felt the void, but it was starting to help with that. Okay. So then how were things at your job at this point? You had just started the high school ministry and you're still at your job, correct? Mm-hmm. Things at my job were going okay, nothing great. And I started having conversations at work to kind of go a different direction outside of finance. Right around March, April, I found a full-time MBA program at UCF where it was just one year, full-time, just knock out your MBA. Oh, nice. Yeah. And is this something that you've been wanting to get? Yeah, so I had always been wanting to get my MBA kind of further, enhance my resume, and I know it helps to further your career and get that. Oh, but this okay. one was like an accelerated one year, just get in and get out type of thing. So I applied to it, and then like a week later, I got an email saying I could interview for it. And at this time, I was having conversations about a potential other job within the hospital. So I started praying and was like, God, like, wherever I'm supposed to be, like, you obviously want me in Florida for some reason, because those are the only opportunities that present itself. Because I've looked at other places outside of Florida and nothing has come from it. Yeah. Literally the next day, I get accepted into this program. Wait, and- did you feel like this was your answer? Not at first, just because I had like conf- like still like conversations, but I was like, okay, like this, like I can do this. But then like there's a, this other two because I was somewhat interested in that. But then there was a payment deadline for school. Oh. And so I started praying a lot more, and was just like, okay, like this deadline's coming up. I need an answer from these people that I'm having conversations with. Didn't hear a word from them. Didn't and you hear, never heard anything. Th- never heard from anything. And then, so I was like, okay, like, so I made the down payment. I accepted it. Wow. So then what? Did you just go tell your boss and you're like, okay, bye? I was, vi- <laughs> I wanted to so bad, but I was so scared because a lot of people that, I was very scared to tell people at work because there's a lot of people that I really enjoyed working with. So I was sad at the same time. For like four years, I've been wanting to leave, and then finally when it was happening, I was just like, dang. So why do you feel like you were sad? I've The people and the relationships I built 
over there were awesome. But the data and the numbers yeah. and the Excel spreadsheets, you oh, weren't sad to leave no, them? No, no. All the work that I was doing, I was not sad about leaving. was really excited for school, really nervous at the same time. I hadn't been in school for four years. I was like, oh, I have to write papers never again. never study? Yeah. It's my Sundays are going to be gone again. <laughs> no more uh, Broncos? No more Broncos. Had to sacrifice that. Thankfully, they sucked this past year, so yeah. I didn't have to watch them that much. <laughs> and you're still involved with the... Uh, the youth? Yeah, so kind of got started with school and while doing the youth ministry as well. And before we were doing the youth, we had, we were kind of struggling. We were doing okay. events and there were some events where no kids were showing up. And it was just, just us adults. Like, stood up. Yeah, stood up. There was multiple times. I was like, oh, what are we doing? So, like, I was like happy to do the ministry, but I was like, well, we're not really affecting anyone. Yeah. But then our fellow leaders came up with this new leadership model, and I think it was October, this past October, we now anointed leaders of our group, and we did this whole leadership weekend, and that's kind of when it started to really click. Like, I was friends with a lot of the kids, but then that's when I started to, like, really gain true, real friendships with some of the kids and giving them this leadership opportunity, and... It was kind of just felt like a weekend of where, okay, this is where things are going to change for us as leaders within the ministry. And just like, I mean, kids started coming to our events. I feel like more people are becoming more interactive. And by just getting closer with some of the kids and just, I don't know, just being able to just have a normal conversation with them, asking how they're doing, just kind of growing and helping them be better leaders the ministry i think that was like the main difference was just appointing uh kids leadership and giving them the opportunity to be like make something of themselves and like for the ministry they're a lot smarter than me and probably i I think (laughs) everyone else like when i was in high school or like Mm. it's just impressive to see how put together they are like, I mean, when you talk with them, oh, I got this event, I'm in chess club, and then diving class, and then all those <laughs> different things. And then yeah. I remember in high school, I would go to basketball practice and then come home and watch sports for the rest of the evening and do a little bit of homework. But then these yeah. guys are like in honors classes, and like it's just amazing to see how awesome they are and how put together and how smart they are. So just interacting with them and just kind of just being a mentor for them as far as like a leader and kind of giving them the opportunity to do an event or any of those things so just to see them grow as leaders is just awesome to see again in february creek texts me pastor creek so i was like oh we're doing lunch again cool did you go to spoleto again we did not go to spoleto we went to thai this time oh okay yeah yeah we went to thai place a little more serious Mm -hmm, yeah but then again i just (laughs) didn't think anything of it so just thought i was gonna be catching up so i went there we started having conversation and then he's like i have something for you and i was like all right and then i was like well am i in trouble what did i do And then, so he goes on to offer me a youth pastoring job, just still within the church. It was just more like a jaw-dropping moment, like, is this real? I was just so, like, blown away, and just, like, and how he described it, and just how he just was, like, 
talked about me and like helping the kids and like it was just a moment of like oh wow like I can actually like I actually do well in this yeah and just hearing it from someone else and like saying that you can be a leader within the ministry and just saying that yeah like this is something that you do well in like like had you felt that before like had you ever kind of received that confirmation before I never had this that feeling like I did with this yeah because I never even thought of myself as like a youth pastor or anything like that like I always just thought me getting involved but not to like that level even though like my friends from college Mikey and Ricky were like oh you'd be a good youth pastor and then I'd just be like oh yeah 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 sure 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 I was like business business that's what, is that what they do for yeah that's what they are I mean like they're like my two best friends and they're both pastors so maybe I was they've worn off on me but besides that I never saw myself of getting that type of opportunity or just to that level in ministry so it was just like I just didn't ever think it was real. So did you play it cool like you did the first time? No, I didn't. <laughs> I was just like, like at first I was just like, holy cow. Like that's like, it, I just felt so good. Like it was like a feeling I never felt before. And it was just like that turn on, click on moment of just like, oh, this is why you want me in Florida. That, that was kind of my, my epiphany moment of just like, okay, you want me here down in Florida Mm -hmm. and you want me to help out with the youth. Like, that's kind of like my calling. I thanked him just because it was like four and a half years of just like questions of why. Obviously, I don't know the extent of it going forward, but... Yeah, because you're now here in the middle of it. Yeah, so like now it's just like... To me, like how I phrase it is these past four years it's kind of that was like the preface of my book my personal life story or chapter one but then now like this is chapter two Mm, and now i know like the know like my purpose and like the ministry like that i'm supposed to get into like how i can help people and it's through the youth so everything that you experienced in the past four years and coming to this point like how does that change going forward into your chapter two God showing me like all right like after giving you all these crumbs to stay around boom here's the picture obviously I don't know chapters three four Hmm. five six and I think he can't give you the obviously the entire future I think that's the whole point of him because he just wants us to trust in him with faith and just when you're ever feeling down just ask him just to give you a little little cookie crumble just to keep you going just as I felt like that was that was what he was doing with me over these past few years is when I was wanted to leave. He's like, here's this promotion to stick you around a little bit. So here's this cookie crumble. Then the next thing was just, oh, here's the youth ministry, but you don't know yet. So here's this little cookie crumble. But, oh, you don't want to stand for a hospital? Here's going to the master. Here's this cookie crumble. And then now just with this offering of just, I mean, being an opportunity to be a youth pastor, it's like, okay, here's a little bit bigger chunk now. Yeah. So then now it's just like, I see the big cookie at the end. Obviously, I don't know what kind of flavor it is yet, but... <laughs> you don't know everything about it. Yeah, I don't it, know anything about it. But you know it's a big cookie. Yeah, it's a big cookie, so... he probably it. Yeah, he won't give you the entire future, but just ask him to get that cookie crumble just to keep going forward, because he'll sh- eventually show you hmm. what your purpose is. One crumb at a time. One crumb at a time. 
If you'd like to share your story about how God is moving in your life, leave us a message on our Jesus Dates voicemail number 218-656-0540 or send us a message to our email connect at thecurrentministry.com or our Instagram page at thecurrentministry. This podcast is brought to you by The Current Ministry, music by Azriel Post, and this is your host, Molly Duper, thanking you for joining us. And until next time, grab a friend, a cup of joe, and go have your very own Jesus date. So let me ask you, so who do all the high schoolers think that you look like? <laughs> Um, all, most of them say Chris Pratt, but then Rusty, <laughs> but then he called me, oh, what's his name? The redhead, uh, singer. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Yeah. He called me that. So he used to be my boy. Now he's not my boy. So we go with Chris yeah. Pratt. So would you, would you agree with them? About the Chris Pratt? Absolutely. Ed Sheeran's a huge stretch. Maybe his voice. Yeah. But there you go. When he, Ed they Sheeran's sing, voice. Yeah. Chris makes Pratt's. Pratt. Appearance. Appearance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say body. Well, that's, uh. That's what I was going to say.